Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. Hey everyone, dropping an update here before we get into today's episode. It's me, Jill Chacha, the once co-host and now host of your favorite comedy science show. Now, if you're a long-time listener and member of The Flock, that'll sound shocking. I know, it is. And you probably noticed the new cover art for the podcast, too. So something is very different. And what could I say but the truth? Podcasts are made by real people with real lives, and sometimes life happens. Dr. Riley no longer wants to be a part of the show. So yes, shocking, right? It was for me, too. But I found myself the next day thinking about you, the flock. This show was a pandemic baby, born in the hellscape summer of 2020, and it was you that accepted it, took care of it, by showing up week after week. So you helped the show grow. And I'll be damned if anything stops it from becoming its full potential and growing the flock. There's a lot of people out there who love learning about weird shit, so we're going forward. Let me say, the quality of the writing, the quality of the topics, they will be as funny and appalling and beautiful and strange and of course, interesting. Okay, I know what you're thinking at this point. What are the changes? Well, I'm kind of stoked. I mean, in future episodes, we'll be joined by guests and actual members of the flock. That's right. I want you on the show. I want you to learn everything in real time. So <laughs> why not, right? I still have to figure out how the hell I'm going to make that happen, but I'm going to make it happen. So please stay tuned for details on that. And I also want to mention this will be a one-person production from research to writing to recording, editing, booking. You get the idea. So because of all the extra work, only episodes will be released for now. Uh, social media stuffs, please come on by. That will remain the same and just as fun and amazing as it's ever been. So I think I've got everything. Checked it off the list. Just buckle up. It's you, me, our first guest, and episode 109. Here comes the intro music. Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the Did They Really Need to Be That Big edition. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Today is episode 109. We need to talk about these ancient creatures for a minute. I like ancient creatures. Yes. How far back are we going? We're going way the fuck back. Oh, all right. Yes, we're going way the fuck back. And uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with uh, the guy who has the honor of being my brother. <laughs> <laughs> True. And the, and the honor of being the first guest 
on Well, That's Interesting. I am honored. Yeah, it's Jay Chacha. Yeah, it's a, it's, I think it's a bigger deal being the first guest than being your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm very excited. Very excited to be here. Thank Amazing. you for having Amazing. me. Amazing. Do you want to plug anything, Jay? Uh, no, I have nothing to plug. God but... damn it, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we can, if we can just dive right dive in. Dive right the and, fuck in. Uh, yeah, you've my undivided attention. I'm not distracted <laughs> by selling anything. <laughs> Well, if this is your first time listening, welcome to The Flock. Uh, my guest comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. So that'll be fun. I'm excited to, to learn something new. <laughs> and I hope I am traumatized by, yes. by whatever this information is that you're Absol- about to... Absolutely. That's the goal of right. every, every show, every Excellent. absolutely every episode. If you're not having nightmares, I failed. Oh, all right, <laughs> so, all right. I'm looking forward to this, especially... Because Halloween's right around the corner. Yes, so. yeah. Terrorize me. Absolutely. All right. My friends, today is going to be quite a day. And that's because, generally, when the topic is ancient creatures, we have to use our imagination. We have to be creative and fill in the many gaps as to what creature, or what that creature may have looked like. Uh, we sometimes struggle to find a comparison to what's around today. But, good news. Today, we don't have to strain. In the first half of the show, we're going to talk about, well... My friends, I ask you, have you ever heard of something called terror birds? Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> no, but please tell me terror about birds. Them. Yes. Uh, well, if you haven't heard about them, I have the pleasure of introducing you to the creatures that dominated South America shortly after the reign of the dinosaurs. Ooh. They were big, they were fast, and they looked a lot like our friends today, like the ostrich and the cassowary. And, hmm. uh, I know the ostrich. I don't know the, uh, the cassowary. The cassowary. What yes. is it? What, okay. Do we know? Can we have time to talk about what that is? We do. <laughs> so we covered the cassowary um, in a previous episode. They live in Papua New Guinea, and they're considered the world's most deadliest bird. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, they do look ancient. They have a black, billowy body, uh, a blue neck, and they have this. Um, it almost looks like a bone sticking out of their head that looks like a mohawk what yes how big are they they're good like five six feet tall what yeah (laughs) (laughs) and some people raise them and that was which is the cassowary farms yeah exactly amazing and uh needless to say ostriches cassowaries they're fucking they're fucking violent and uh, a, a good violent time ostriches don't scare me but but there is uh this cassowary thing i'm using my imagination it sounds like uh if like Leatherface was a bird and had a chainsaw for a head, <laughs> this could be him. That's a, a pretty goddamn. Yes, that's accurate. <laughs> so, using my imagination here. Amazing. So uh, that's the first half of the show, and after the break, another familiar face. Uh, who amongst us doesn't like otters? Oh, the cutest. They're fucking adorable. Adorable. Yeah. They hold hands when mm. they're floating, so mm-hmm. pairs don't get separated. I've seen that video. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cute. Well, I have great news. Uh, I'm just going to say it. Ethiopia once had otters the size of lions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That may be not so cute. Yeah, see? <laughs> too fucking big. Right. Oh, big. yeah. There you go. I get yeah. it now. <laughs> That's awesome. So, before we get into lion-sized otters, uh, let's start with massive fucking birds. Uh, to begin, we need to head on back in time to the roaring 1880s. <laughs> Uh, specifically, 1887. Uh, this was the year an Argentinian paleontologist named Florentino Amagino uh, and his brother, who is unnamed in reports, uh, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, I know how he feels. <laughs> I know how you feel, bro. <laughs> 
So they were doing what paleontologists do best, uh, slowly brushing away millions of years of debris to hopefully, to hopefully find a bone or two. <laughs> now, they just so happened to strike paleontology gold, if you will. <laughs> now, they found, quote, an impeccable mandible of what looked to be the bottom part of a bird's bill, like the bottom, mm. uh, something maybe belonging to an eagle or a hawk, but there was a problem, just one not-so-tiny problem. Uh, it was a good 20 inches or so in length. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I was just going to say, how big was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no such bird exists. And my friends, up until that very moment of discovery, no one knew that giant birds roamed South America for millions of years. Oh, wow. This, this was is... an absolute first. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. So, Florentino uh, went on to name this new species of bird uh, for... <laughs> I got this. Uh, Forus <laughs> rocus longismus. Wow. Which should we say it together? Forus rocus longismus. That's the name of my next band. That's okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and the fucking floodgates opened to find more bones and perhaps even more species. So, Jay Chacha, please tell us, ever since that fateful day in 1887, how many species have been found so far? And please give us a taste. Just how big was one of them? Okay. You got this. I, all right. <clears throat> <laughs> From Kalina Fraga of allthatsinteresting.com, since then, some 20 different terror bird species have been discovered. 20? Yeah. Some, <laughs> some like Lalala, Wabis, Skogli Eye. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the paleontologists are cringing. Discovered in 2010, are relatively small and stand just four feet tall. Okay, that's not that bad. I mean, you can, if that was like coming at yeah. you, you could, you could put up a good fight with it, I think. Okay. But others, like the Kellen Ken, discovered yep. in 2004, are much more terror inducing. Oh, let's find out more about this. Kellen Ken stands in awe inspiring 10 feet, get the fuck out of here, 10 <laughs> feet tall and likely weighed more than 1,000 pounds. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I know. 10 feet tall. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean... It would, it would duck if it was in this room. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it would kill us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, my friends, I want you to stop everything and close your eyes, especially if you're driving or <laughs> cooking, open, cooking over an open flame, because right. it's imagination time. Now, please picture our Muppety friend, the ostrich. Okay. Now, if you, if you had to listen to episode 072... How to survive an ostrich attack. That was a thing. Oh, my God. Uh, then, you know, adult males grow up to nine feet tall and weigh up to 320 pounds. Oh, really? So now that you see that okay. image, I'd like you to Picturing inflate that. the body mm -hmm. just a smidge, mm -hmm. make it three times as chonkier. <laughs> so it's about a thousand pounds. And we're going to adjust the head and beak just oh, a little okay. bit. Okay, tell me. Quote, the Kellenken skull is the largest known skull for terror birds. As a, as a matter of fact, it's the largest known bird skull, period. It's about two and a half feet long. Oh, my God. An enormous, colossal beast with a very big hook at the end of the beak like an oh. eagle. Uh, said paleontologist Louise Chap Chap Chappe to Wired Magazine. Okay. Fuck a him. hook. I love the hook. The hook. I know. <laughs> so... Open up my head like a beer can, like a that, beer can. That's right. <laughs> God, that's yeah. We're gonna actually get to that about. Oh please, I how, can't how, wait. It, uh, how it consumes. All right. And kills. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now open your eyes, my friends, and realize that this bird, like I said, would probably have to crouch down to fit in the same room 
you're in right now. I also have a handy illustration. Oh. So, Jay, would you like to see please. a size comparison to a grown person? Oh, yeah. I love size comparisons. It's, it's, it's so tasty. I mean, when they're <laughs> illustrated. <laughs> All right. Redact that. Okay. All uh, size comparisons and photos will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and have a look. All right. Okay. Yeah. You're going to want to see this. (laughs) Definitely. When you post these, that would, that would, that would. Horrifying. Forget it. I might die of a heart attack first. Does it eat dead things? (laughs) The only way to save my life is to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at this thing. It's holy yeah. shit. We've got an image of a grown person with their hands out looking like they, they're giving up. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> exactly what I would do. So they're just totally Take giving me. up. And uh, yeah, it's massive. I did notice the, the itty bitty wings, which is interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. But everything else is just massive. Yeah, I mean, that is like an ostrich from hell. Yes. <laughs> with the chainsaw for a head. It's, for, yeah, it's right? insane. You are accurate. You are so fucking shit. accurate. So, now, I bet you have a lot more questions about this thing, uh, these aptly named terror birds. I'm sure you're wondering, did they fly? What did they eat? Or what didn't they eat? Well, all great questions. But let's start with, where the fuck did they come from? So, Jay, let's have it. Where did these birds uh, seize their opportunity and rise to power? Okay. According to Audubon.org, they appeared about 60 million years ago, just after the dinosaurs died out and ruled over what is now South America. So they're like the next tenants. They took over. That's right. They were like, we're going to do this. We got this. Matt Simon of Wired.com reports, at the time, South America had not yet joined with Central or North America, allowing them to rise to power in isolation as apex predators. Uh-huh. So this was before the world as we know it. Exactly. The map. The map. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. South so America they're... was like a free-floating, like a lily pad... Uh, and uh, they just they were there to just kill and yeah. and and eat kill and eat <laughs> living the dream I'm living the dream I know. <laughs> <laughs> so with dinos out of the fucking way these birds ruled the roost in that area of the world and hold on to your butts because you won't believe for how long the last known terror bird lived up until two million years ago oh man that's like that is kind of recent right and. Uh, Jurassically speaking, yes. in, the, in the time frame of everything, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, for like, what, 50 plus million years? That's a pretty decent, pretty long reign at the top. Yes. So let's see how they did it. Let's take a closer gander at their anatomy. What do you say? Oh, yeah, please. All please. right. Now, let's talk about them long, long legs and relatively tiny wings. Well, if a terror bird was after you, I have some good news. Between their size and being an apex predator, they didn't have much to escape from. So it turns out they didn't fly. Uh huh. So that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is that there's no way in hell you could outrun them. I was gonna say. <laughs> that's right. We can't fly either, so we'd be yeah. fucked. We're fucked all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these birds can run down cheetahs as they oh. were as they were able to top speeds of around 60 miles per oh, hour. Oh, forget about it. I know. This thing sounds like just the worst. You thought, like, you know, I mean, dinosaurs, you grow up and you're amazed by them and you're thinking, oh my God, you're a kid, you're scared. Then you grow up and you're like, they're not so scary. And you kind of get past the f- fear of these things. They're so so old. But something about this bird is, yeah. it's, it's like shit your pants kind of yeah. scary. <laughs> I think if we let birds, if we just give them the earth, they would get this big again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, yeah. But- 
That's just my theory. <laughs> so if you just so happen to piss off this bird and you're cornered, does it eat you? Well, drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, maybe a little. It uh, might take a few pecks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, it would kick your ass with its face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Here's what I mean. Uh, Terror birds probably ate just about anything smaller than them, especially the tiny mammals that pro proliferated South America after the dino extinction. Uh, their speed definitely made us mammals of the time a very easy meal. Uh, as for how they killed or wounded things, all right, check this out from audubon.org, quote, the most recent fossil finds include a newly discovered bone that strengthened the connection between the skull and the beak. Uh -huh. Its presence confirms that the birds were strong enough to use their faces as a hatchet against other oh, animals. Oh, <laughs> that is amazing. That is yes. so fantastic. Like a head, like a hacksaw. Yes. Awesome. So you were right about the chainsaw That's thing. That's fucking amazing. What the hell? <laughs> First guess luck. That's what I'm it is. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> is there a beer around here? I do. <laughs> All right on. There's beer. Uh, so yeah, this thousand pound bird headbutted things to death. Oh. So I insist, let's all just imagine a two and a half foot long hatchet being wielded by this bird. Uh, and to help, I do have a photo of some of that hatchet. Oh, all right. Uh, Jay, would you like to see the upper beak? I beg you, <laughs> show it to me. <laughs> Belonging to the Kelken, Kelkenen. Kelkenken? This big fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is the, oh, this That's is the, the top? top? That's the top. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yep. That looks like a cruel way to be bludgeoned to death yes. and picked apart and eaten. Nuts. That is really nuts. It's not good. Where did they find this? Where was this? Uh, so I think it was Argentina. Uh huh. It was in Argentina. Yeah. So it is a dense, dense fucking, fucking skeletal remain. Uh, so to balance out the mammals they may have chugged, uh, they may have also grazed on the plants of their time period. Tell us, Jay, what else have we discovered about them? Uh, did they have a well-rounded diet? Hmm. German scientists announced the results of a geochemical analysis of terror bird bones, finding that their calcium isotope compositions aligned them more with herbivores than carnivores from Wired, uh, Wired Magazine. There you go. Hmm. So? So, 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 yeah, like they ate more salad than meat, but every now and then it was like, Something looked like a tasty burger. Yes. They went for it. That's right. They may not have finished it. That's right. They, they tried it. You know, they were like, you know, commitment phobes. They're, they're open-minded. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's right. They were like carnivore fluid. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. I like, I like this bird even more, actually. Yeah. You know? these, these things, they, they grow on you after yeah, a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what the show does. You're terrified and, ooh, Now come, I can be like, in. you know, can anyone, you know, turn this thing into a pet? Can you imagine that, walking down the street with a 10-foot tall bird that oh could rip open your head? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I highly recommend, uh, if, if anyone hasn't listened to episode 072, um, How to Survive an Ostrich Attack, Yeah, uh, we tell the story of um, the best story ever, which is uh, Johnny Cash was attacked by his ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm definitely listening yeah, right after it's, this. Uh, it's, it's an incredible story. And you kind of get freaked out by ostriches. Like, you see those videos of, like, drive-through, you know, whatever those things are, and, and then there's, like, kids feeding them. Oh, yeah, those zoos. Those I would like... imagine the kid would get its eyes pecked out, but, like, <laughs> somehow... And, you know, because the ostrich, man, it looks like... It looks like it's coming at you like a, like a, like a fastball or something. Yeah. When it, when it pecks. And that freaks me out. I would yeah. never go anywhere near one. Yeah. 
That's a good idea. Don't just don't. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> stay away from the ostrich. Yes. And stay away from the Kel and Khan or whatever. Where's where's the same? Kel and Ken. Kel and Ken. Kel and Ken. Ah, so they may eat, like you said, only a little bit of you, followed by a salad. So that's good news. Uh, <laughs> now, despite being massive, beautifully monstrous things, they are still birds. So you may have asked yourself, did they sing? or make any bird-like sounds, and yeah, kinda. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay, just a few moments ago, you brought up the uh, Laala Wavis Scaglii. Yes. Discovered nice. in 2014. Uh, it's 2010. Stood, 20, ah, 2010, thank you. Uh, it stood about Temporal four- Temporal correction. <laughs> thank you. It stood about four feet tall. Well, Federico de Grange and his team were able to reconstruct that bird's inner ear after studying, after studying an impeccable skeleton left behind. Dude, this was so intact, I just had to share what this skeleton looked like. Okay, please. And this photo will be on our uh, social media stuffs too. It's, it's perfect. Whoa, that is like... It's perfect. That is a perfect skeleton. It is actually beautiful. Yeah. And in like, if you went out and bought a skeleton, you'd want this. <laughs> everything is here, Every not a, not a piece of bone missing. Yeah. They, how did they even... I mean, this was just found like this? Yeah, it looks like it just... Laid, laid the fuck down and died. Yeah, like Han Solo in that, that big, you know, aluminum can they put him in. Yes, that's exactly He's, it. It's perfect. It's wild. How did they not even break it? I mean, look, the thigh, is that the thigh bone? Yeah, right the thigh there? bone. This is like actually the most perfect skeleton ever. <laughs> it's pretty, it's really impressive. Everybody go and take a fucking look. Now, uh, judging by the recreated eardrum, researchers believe that terror birds heard low frequencies, around 2,800 hertz, so it probably had deep vocals to match. Uh, this is somewhere along the lines of an emu or an ostrich, if you mm. happen to hear those a lot. Uh, if you don't, like I don't, I don't fucking know what they sound like, uh, <laughs> the Audubon Society describes their call as a low bellowing. Interesting. Mm. So, my friends, all good things must come to an end, and even though these birds kicked all sorts of ass for literally millions of years, they became extinct around two million years ago. And there's a pretty incredible theory as to why. Uh, and it's the same reason why cats today are a danger to birds, especially flightless ones. Uh-huh. Jay? The, the mortal enemy of the, of the cat are. and Ken and the, the I'm just going to call this guy the perfect skeleton <laughs> for short. Is the, the immortal nemesis is Absolutely. the cat, huh? All right. It absolutely is. Yeah, Jay, wrap this up for us. What the hell am I talking about? Okay, from allthatsinteresting.com, many researchers believe that their decline and eventual extinction lined up with the formation of the Isthmus of Panama, which connected North and South America for the first time. There's clear evidence that terror birds migrated north Big mistake. As their <laughs> fossils have been discovered in Texas and Florida. You don't want to go there. Yeah, see? But then some suspect uh, the terror birds met their match in the form of predators like jaguars and saber-toothed cats who also migrated south. No longer the top predator, they began to die out. Oh, man. So the jaguar and the saber-toothed... I, I guess I would see how that could be, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got four big-ass paws and, you know, switchblades for hands... And a giant, like, you know, bear trap jaw. Yeah. But if you, if you, you know, if all you had was like, you had 10 feet and two long ass legs, but just a, you know, you could run, but you, you can't outrun these things probably. No. And you, all you got to fight back with is that big ass beak. Yeah. I, I, I could see, I could see the, the, you know, you know, and in this corner, we got Kel and Ken. In that corner, we got the saber tooth tiger. I'm putting my money on the saber tooth tiger. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
to, yeah, there you go, folks. Oh, what a show. So, <laughs> <laughs> after the break, uh, we're, uh, oh, I, I went too far. Uh, so, oh, I went to say, I was going to say, like, at least our extinction wasn't our fault. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's true. We're not to blame for this one. <laughs> this one. But everything else yes. is our fault. Yeah. After the break, uh, we're leaving one continent for another. But don't worry, we're sticking with massive creatures. We're heading on over to Africa for some really big otters. Ooh. Stay oh, tuned. Yeah, the otters. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, we're also back in the kooky 1800s. <laughs> Anthropology, paleontology, Egyptology, these studies were a booming. And researchers... <laughs> we're just discovering shit left and right. That's right. Researchers from Argentina, where we just were with our terror birds, to southwest Ethiopia, where we are now, we're on an excavation frenzy. Unfortunately, being the 1800s, a lot of things they found, they couldn't explain. Mm. So all they could do was file newly discovered bones away for future generations to make sense of. Right. Uh, in our case today, two partial jaw bones had finally made it into the hands of some modern researchers after 150 and 180 years in storage. Whoa. I know. As, I, like, I wouldn't ever go back that far to anything, too. Like, I don't even want to look at, like... I got, we got to keep our taxes from a couple of years. Fuck that. Almost 200 years and finding a bone. I uh, guess if you're into bones, that's what you do. You're yeah. like, you know, plus also it's that you don't get the hassle of like having to dig and dust shit up. It's just that's if true. somebody already did all that hard work, just go to the files. Go. go to the basement. Look up some shit. Do it half-assed. Right. That's the, the lesson, right? It's Let somebody right. else do the hard work, come in at the last minute. It's and be you're like, a hero. Yeah. I've had a better, uh, you know, I live in a more advanced time than you all who did the hard work. I have the, I, you know, we have the access to all the world's information in our mm -hmm. hand. You can probably just scan the bone. You know, they probably just scan that shit and Google fucking told them what it was. Oh, nice man. try. Nice try, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so they had uh, some jaw bones, some teeth, and a large femur found in the 1970s. Um, 
One of the folks was Kevin Uno, a geochemist at the Columbia Climate School's Lamont Daughtry Earth Observatory. Wow, that's a mouthful. Jesus. Don't they have an acronym for that? <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, they could help me out. But, yeah. Uh, and the other person was Camille Grohe, uh, or Grohe, of the University of Poitiers. Uh, they were the lucky folks who got their hands on this stuff. And thanks to them, they, uh, we know the following ancient creature once existed. Uh, Jay, let's not bury the lead any longer. As reported by Stephen Luntz of IFL Science, what the fuck did they determine just from those few remains? Okay, let's see what they found out. Some of these fossils have been identified as coming from giant otters. <laughs> that weighed more than 200 kilograms, or if you're like me and don't know that, what that, what that relates to 440 pounds. That is insanity. And coexisted in Ethiopia with our ancestors. That's right. Hold on a second. I need a beer. <laughs> if you're chilling with a 500-pound otter, mm -hmm. <laughs> That's... you're going to need a drink. <laughs> what? The, yeah. What do otters eat? Do they eat flesh? We're going to get into that, too. Oh, thank God. Yes, absolutely. So... I hope many were eaten by the 500-pound otter. It's, it's Tell a, me. It's a possibility, and not to spoil anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. no spoilers. <laughs> Well, my friends, I have the extreme pleasure of informing you that ancient otters, one, existed, two, they came in various sizes, like they do today, but put a pin in that, mm. three, researchers have documented them many a time before and given them, given them the genus Enhydriodon. Hydrio, something with water. There you go. Okay. But, my friends, the fossils Kevin and Camille were handling were unlike any otter that had come before. It was a brand spanking new species of otter and its body, lifestyle, oh my God, we should get into all of it. Okay. It's totally fucking weird. I wanna know everything about these otters. <laughs> I wanna just go otter, otter insane right now. It's blow my mind. <laughs> right, let's do it. So our new massive friend, uh, Enhydriodon omoensis, uh, like, you said, like you said, Jay, uh, could go toe to toe with a grown male lion. Oh. Uh, our modern king of the jungle weighs in at about 420 pounds, and this otter is estimated to have been 440 pounds and counting. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Yeah. So, if you're curious how it compares to today's adorable otters from around the world, well, hold on to your butts and listen to Jay here. Okay. Yeah. The This Asian small-clawed otter weighs... Uh, four to 13 pounds. That's the one we're all familiar with, I yep. guess, right? The South American giant otter is 70 pounds. That's still around today? It is. is. What? A 70-pound otter? <laughs> I know. Okay, and the North Pacific sea otter weighs in at 100 pounds. That's, I mean, I weigh 100. That's like... <laughs> it's frightening, yes. I mean, that otter could kick my ass, a yes. North Pacific sea otter. And that's around today. That's this around is not, today. That's probably like in like where Alaska is. Probably. How come? Where's the cute footage of that guy? You know, holding hands with. I know. That's like a human-sized otter. It is. It is. Yeah, there. It's out there, and um, luckily we're over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're otterless in otterless Brooklyn. Yes. So, so my friends, what they found is even fucking bigger. So. It's fucking huge. And since a visual is always handy, I've got a nifty illustration here comparing the size of Omoensis, the new guy, against those three otters, an adult human, and another friend slash relative that we're gonna get into. So Jay, it's another size comparison chart. Please tell us what okay, you see I'm here. Okay, I'm a pro at these. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's see. Okay, all right, so holy shit. You got 
the little guy that we all see in the Instagram videos who's, yeah. you know, cuts a nice, cute silhouette. And then I love these silhouettes, though. Otter fashion. This is great. And <laughs> the middle guy, the 70-pound guy from, I forget where he's from. Maybe it was in South America. He's... Uh, He's a little husky, but you know, like you could, no, no more in frightening than having yeah, like, like a, dog. a dog. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. And then the hundred pound one, that that's what that is. The hundred pound one is it's the third. Little, yeah, that is longer. almost the same size as like the person shadow, which is right next to it. Yeah. If that person laid down next to the hundred pound otter, they they it would be a very cute photograph, especially <laughs> if they were in bed. Uh, but and then is the the illustrated one the 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 one from ancient times? Yeah, that the yes. Yeah, that could swallow my asshole. Yeah, my whole ass. I mean, <laughs> just let's both. let's be clear. Both. Yeah, both. Uh, it depends what he's interested in and hungry for at the time. But then you've got what are those little charts? Point like is that bones or yeah, and so those are is that teeth? Yeah. So those are the bones they found. Uh, the femur, which is about thirteen inches. Uh, and some teeth. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the teeth, they look like little diamonds. I know. So it had sharp-ass fucking teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's an additional guy standing up right there. Oh, he's is he like a caveman or something? Exactly. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're uh, bigger than cavemen? <laughs> well, this is this particular one. So, my friends, that other upright creature in this photo is Australopithecine. Oh, okay. Standing a little over a meter or three feet okay, tall. Okay, okay, gotcha. Uh, this is an ancestor of ours who lived about three million years ago in Ethiopia's lower Omo Valley, the very same valley this otter called home. And that's kind of terrifying and explains why we all have anxiety. Yeah. We're gonna... <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. If I was only three feet tall and yes. I was, if that otter was, was swimming up next to me in the creek that we all mm -hmm. wash our clothes in, drink, bury our dead in, you know, yeah. depend on for every single thing. I, that, again, I'd hopefully die of a heart attack before it <laughs> had its way with me. Yeah, well, I got even better news about that. Put a pin in the uh, swimming thing for okay, a minute. Okay, okay. So, uh, seriously, though, uh, they both existed at the same time, and you may be thinking, well... It's an otter. It lives mostly in rivers or the fucking sea. I'm sure they stayed away from each other. Mm. Well, I've got a surprise, everybody. This is not an aquatic otter. Oh. It lived mostly on land. Oh. Ah, I know. Yeah. And you know what the weird <laughs> thing about otters are? It's like you only see them in water. So like in my mind, I see them moving very quickly because they're swimming and it's every, their motions are kind of rodent-like and yeah. fast. Yeah. So if that was on land, yes. you know, and to think about you're walking down the street at home, coming home, from whatever, and it's New York City, and the and you see a rat, and you shit your pants. <laughs> yes. If you saw this thing, yes. forget it. Yeah, just die. Just instant just, death. Just die. Please. Just <laughs> Don't let this thing bat me around for twenty minutes. <laughs> rip out my guts, and, and still, still, I'm huffing and puffing and wondering why I'm not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this show. <laughs> Yeah, my mind is just going in places I did not want it to go. Ah, it's so great. So, this is not an aquatic otter. It lives on land. Jay, please tell us how researchers came to this conclusion. Okay, from news.climate.columbia.edu, traditionally, otters of the genus Enhydriodon have been considered semi-aquatic, feeding on mollusks, turtles, crocodiles, and catfish. Catfish are pretty good. Mm. All common in African 
freshwater environments. Kevin Uno tested this theory, <laughs> tested it, by analyzing stable isotopes of oxygen and carbon. I thought maybe he tested it by throwing a lot of shit into a pool with <laughs> that's otters. How we, that's how, that's how would I would it. do it, yeah. It's not eating the, the baby. I don't understand. It must not want... Okay, so Kevin Uno tested this theory by analyzing stable isotopes of oxygen and carbon in the tooth enamel of Omoensis. Oxygen isotopes can give an indication of the habitat occupied by an animal. Values in the new fossil should have been close to those of fossil hippos or other semi-aquatic animals. Instead, the giant Omo otter had values similar to those of terrestrial mammals, in particular big cats and hyenas from the Omo fossil deposits. So, God, Jesus, that means they ate yeah. other living... Things, not just plants. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They hunted. Oh, they shit. fucking hunted. Can you imagine being hunted by a giant otter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it fuck happened. that. Someone's great, great, whatever the fuck. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder so, if anyone's out there listening and you have an anxiety of otters, if they freak you out, if you're not among the many of us who love the hand-holding video, you descend from someone yes. who was eaten by an otter. Yes. And, and you are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people can say That's that. That's true. It's fucking true. So, my friends, in a classic forensic move, Kevin tested them teeth, and the oxygen isotope levels suggest this thing shared the land with us. So, now I bet you're wondering, again, did your great-great-great-whatever-the-fuck, was? is it actually possible? Did they feed on humans? Oh, Drumroll, oh, please. Oh, please say yes. <laughs> maybe. Ah, <laughs> yes. All right. It is, it is a maybe. Better than no. Quote, Carbon isotopes in teeth can provide information on the type of prey a creature consumed. These revealed that Omoensis was able to hunt prey that consumed a wide variety of terrestrial plants, from tropical grasses to vegetation, uh, to vegetation from trees. Mm -hmm. So, end quote. So yes, it hunted. It hunted herbivores. Uh, Australopithecine ate mainly a plant-based diet, with the occasional small mammal or lizard. So mm -hmm. I'd say once in a while. Yes, this ancestor was on the menu. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine being eaten by an otter? I mean, that's freaky. Yeah. It's a bad day. Yeah. It's a yeah, bad yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like... It's, it's like being eaten by a giant rat, kind of. I mean, I'm sure the otter would be pissed if I called it a rat. Yeah. But <laughs> it's kind of like a water rat, you know? Yes. And as cute as it... I mean, I think rats are awesome. I love rats. Oh, yeah, I think they're cute. I, I, and I also don't have, like, an anxiety of them. Like, when they when they... When they run at me in the street, I don't get out of their way. Mm -hmm. I, I let them crawl all over me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really sweet. That's really sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, my friends, speaking of uh, demise, uh, our gigantic terrestrial otter buddy also met its end at about two million years ago, coincidentally around the same time as our terror bird friends on the other side of the world. Right. Uh, no theory was provided in our sources as to why uh, Omoensis is gone. I'm just assuming they just got too damn big. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> For where they were. Uh, yeah. The fucking end. Oh, shit. We're at the end. God. Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will never look at an otter the same way again. That's... That's the goal. And also... It will kill you. <laughs> yeah, totally. It to it, back in its little mind, it's thinking, I was once way bigger than you, motherfucker. And I'm, you look delicious today. <laughs> and also, that big fucking bird, Kellen yes. Ken. I want to see a movie with those things 
kick bird. Yeah, like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, but fuck those little birds. <laughs> I want big ass birds yes. ripping people's heads open. Uh, oh my God. We'll please. talk to somebody. If anybody's out there listening, we'll, we'll email Netflix. <laughs> let's, get this, let, let's get our people talking to their people. That's exactly. Right. The birds, the big fucking birds, the really big fuckers. <laughs> I can see it on the poster. <laughs> That's the title right there. Oh, man. And thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends all of this goodness. Uh, and please, stay interesting. Yeah. <laughs>